In our third session on Philippians 1, 27 and 28, we're going to ask what specifically in this unit does Paul point out is in fact a manner of life worthy of the gospel? So we've talked about this word only, suggesting that this is an all-encompassing way of viewing the Christian life. Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel, that is, not become deserving of the gospel, but live in such a suitable and fitting way of all the benefits that the gospel has given you that you show the worth of the gospel. And then we talked about in the second session, what is the gospel? The good news. It's a news that Christ, the second person of the Trinity who was equal with God, according to chapter 2, came into the world and suffered and obeyed and died and rose again so that by faith in him we get united to him and his righteousness is counted as ours and our sins are forgiven and we are made his and raised with him for everlasting joy. Amazing. Now my question in this session is, specifically, what does Paul have in mind in these verses of what is a manner of life worthy of the gospel. So, Father, we want to bring our lives into conformity with this kind of manner of life that shows the worth of the gospel. And I pray that you would both show us and move us by these words in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read the rest of it and see what specifically Paul has in mind. So let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel so that, now here's what's going to result if you do that. Here's the content of this, this manner of life. Whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you what? What does he want to hear that would be this manner of life? That you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This, this stand, this striving, this not being frightened is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. But I left out something dramatic, didn't I? <laughs> I skipped all the key words, maybe. Let's go back and do it again and make sure those key words get their appropriate due. I want to hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything. So we have at least four things here. One, that are a manner of life worthy of the gospel. One, standing. 
this would be the posture of uh, defense, right? If you're if you've got a strong defense and the offense comes against you, you stand, they can't get through. This is not being knocked down by any opponents or anything that comes against us. You stand in the evil day. The wind blows, you stand. The enemy charges, you stand. The earth shakes, you stand. Number two, strive. The word is like an athlete, so striving. So we're not only unyielding when opponents of the gospel blow against us, strike against us. We're not just defensive in this world. We are striving. That's the offense. We're standing in defense and unyielding. We're striving in offense and moving into the world and heralding the gospel. And we are doing this fearlessly. And not only fearlessly, we're doing it for in unity. One spirit, and that spirit perhaps should be capitalized. You can't tell in Greek or English um, whether spirit here is the Holy Spirit or our unified spirit, and probably it's, it's both. We're going to see in just a minute in these following verses in chapter 2 the reference to the Holy Spirit. So I'm, I would suggest in one spirit means in the one Holy Spirit as he unites us in one human spirit, one common way of feeling about the gospel with one mind or soul, literally, striving. So we're striving with one soul or one mind, and we're standing in one spirit, and we're doing it side by side, which is part of this Greek word strive side by side. So there's the, the unity dimension, which is a huge deal for Paul. Just quickly, here's, here's what comes next in chapter 2. If there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort for love, any participation in the Spirit, this word sharing here is what makes me think that one Spirit back there a few verses earlier might be the Holy Spirit or both participation in the Spirit, if there's any encouragement, any comfort, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy. How? By being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. You can't miss the point, right? Unity, 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 unity. There's something that makes this especially needed and precious. And you get, we, we saw it back in chapter one, right? These, these crabby, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, preachers who were trying to make Paul miserable in prison because they were preaching out of envy and rivalry. What kind of unity is that? Or here at the end of the book, chapter four, I entreat you, Odia, and I, I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. 
I ask you also, my true companion, we don't know who that is, but somebody at the church, I'd ask you, my true companion, help these women who have labored side by side. That's the same word as 127, strive side by side. They, they did that. They labored side by side with each other and with me and the gospel, but something has happened and they've had a falling out. And Paul's so jealous that this agreement be restored. And so unity is absolutely huge for Paul here. When he thinks of what is worthy of the gospel, his answer is unyielding standing for the gospel, strong offensive charges into the world to spread the gospel, fearless facing of opponents as they come against the gospel, and all of that with one spirit and one mind side by side. Those are the four things that he says are worthy of the gospel. So what we're going to ask next time is, how are these four things both a evidence that the gospel is infinitely worthy, that the gospel is valuable, and how are they a sign to the opponents of the opponent's destruction and of the Philippian salvation. But for now, make this your aim. You want to live a life in a manner worthy of the gospel, Stand for the gospel. Strive for the gospel. Be fearless before your enemies in the gospel and stay unified with your brothers and sisters as you do this.